In this episode, we are talking with Cordelia. Cordelia Sidijaya is the founder of Core Coaching Incorporated, where she guides and supports people towards their wellness vision through the power of being heard and having personal accountability. She combines her experience as a registered nurse, having been a patient with a debilitating illness who cured an incurable disease, and her training as a certified integrative health coach. Cordelia has been a registered nurse since 2015, being a strong patient advocate and providing daily education to our patients about their disease process, as well as diet and lifestyle changes that our patients could implement in order to support their health and well-being. Unfortunately, in 2018, Cordelia got so sick with a debilitating illness that left her seeing 25 specialists in a year and getting nowhere. Luckily, she found integrative and holistic medicine, which gave her her life back to where she is thriving again and doing the things that she loves. She knows firsthand what it is like to experience so much pain and suffering and almost lose hope for life and everything that she cared about. Because of this personal experience, her mission is to share her journey and use it to empower people with tools to take their health back into their own hands. As a nurse, she witnesses on a daily basis the frustration of patients not getting the care and attention that they deserve, becoming victims of a never-ending sick care system. She is here today to share with us her experience concerning the broken healthcare system. Cordelia graduated from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where she learned innovative coaching methods. She is currently in the process of becoming a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach where she most recently learned how to guide people through a journey of self-discovery so that they can understand their habits and help them work through their limiting beliefs. This allows her clients to gain control and achieve long-lasting results. She looks at how all areas of your life are connected and how it all affects your health and well-being. She offers personal accountability and transformation coaching through one-on-one health coaching, Heal Your Gut, Heal Your Body group, programs, patient advocacy, and support. She practices a holistic approach to health and wellness, which means that she looks at how all areas of your life are connected. Cordelia was born in Indonesia, grew up in the Bay Area, and currently lives in Santa Cruz, California. In her spare time, she loves to surf, cook, travel, dance, and get outside in nature while connecting with others. So after looking at your bio and hearing, you know, hearing about you, um, what is it that like really got you into being a health coach? Um, Yeah, a couple of things that got me into being a health coach. Um, uh, First of all, I left the hospitals in August of 2021 because um, I unfortunately injured my back and neck from lifting a 400 pound patient. Um, and just, it gave me the opportunity to just kind of self-reflect and look at the things that I've been doing in my life and what things that were no longer serving me. Um, and I also just stopped believing in the standard Western medical system in general, in terms of chronic diseases, uh, with my personal journey and my health and just seeing patients on a regular basis, just 
not really getting to the root cause of their problems and just having frequent flyers in the hospital and coming back. Right. Yeah. So the, like, because it said you're still, are you still a nurse as well? Yes, I, um, I'm currently working at a IV nutrition clinic. Um, so everything that we offer there is all natural, like vitamins, minerals, peptides, uh, things that we either produce naturally in our bodies or can get in food, but we might produce less of as we get older or have a disease process or have nutritional balances. So it really is in line with um, the way I love to practice now uh, after my my mind has been opened to this whole other world of healing that's more sustainable. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. So you're able to take your nursing and still do it, but do it in a way that is more in alignment with what you your beliefs yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I would imagine I mean you got to be a special sort of person to take care of other people anyway you know and especially when they're sick um and obviously in order to do that to the best of your ability you got to believe it. you've got to enjoy it you got to love it I'm sure so I would imagine that it could be really tiresome you know to to be operating you know, with something that you don't believe, you know, um, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine, you know, I can't even imagine a taking care of people to that extent and b having the, having the wherewithal to get up every morning and do it without believing a hundred percent in what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. And I do still believe in Western medicine for acute injuries and emergencies, but in terms of chronic diseases, um, especially with my own personal journey of being so sick and not getting anywhere with the conventional Western medical system, um, I just know that there are better long lasting alternatives that, um, um, are more sustainable and better for our bodies in the long run. Okay. And then do, do you also, obviously in your, you know, your, your new business, your, you know, your, um, your new line of work, do you like help with preventative medicine, that sort of thing as well, in order to stop, you know, in order to stop people getting sick? Obviously, I think, even us that are not in the healthcare business, you know, that there's an underlying concern that, you know, obviously it's money driven. Okay. And that there's more money in keeping people sick than there are in keeping people healthy. So do, you know, do you help people, you know, like I said, preventative medicine, you, you know, in order to encourage people to live healthier, you know, healthier lives, or is it really just kind of, you know, afterwards or, or during, you know, as opposed to before? Yes, um, I've worked with clients in all the different stages from um, just having not too many symptoms, but maybe they're feeling stuck in their lives and not being able to um, get to their wellness vision and goals um, to people who are have chronic diseases and they're not able to work and they have all these symptoms 
to people anywhere in between. And um, I do anything from preventative to supporting people in all stages of life uh, that because it's all connected. Uh, the Western medical model is very system-based. Like if you have a heart problem, you go to your cardiologist. If you have some problem with your hormones, you go to your endocrinologist. But all of that is really connected. And sometimes we might treat like, for example, thyroid disease and thyroid disease isn't the root cause. The root cause can be something from your gut, like all disease, almost all disease begins in the gut. And sometimes I'll work with clients. Like I had a client recently where she had all these GI issues. And when I say GI, I mean the gastrointestinal or the digestive system. And instead of going straight to GI issues, I was working with her in terms of self-love. And because those are the things that will drive your blood pressure and your food choices and everything like that. So my, yeah, my, um, my health coaching program teaches to where you can eat kale and broccoli and exercise every day, but if you don't deal with all these other areas of your life, you still won't be healthy. So the food you put on your plate is actually secondary food and your primary food is all these areas that we call the circle of life. And that can include things like your relationships, your career, your finances, uh, your home environment, social life, things like that. And if that's really your primary food and those are really the areas that drive your secondary food choices and your behaviors of everything that you do in your life. So that's really getting to the root cause more than just like, hey, let me help you with your hormones. Um, there's so many steps before that you can do to optimize your pathways. Uh, for example, I took this... Uh, neurometabolic program, which was 16 weeks of two hours a week with the functional doctor, two hours a week with the functional nutritionist. And we learned that there was a roadmap and a lot of people like to jump straight to detox or hormones, but there's so many steps along the pathway that come way earlier, even before digestion, like oxygen delivery, blood sugar. And those are the things you need to optimize to be able to optimize your life to where by the time you optimize all these other steps in the roadmap, the hormones and the detoxification process and all those things will begin to heal itself. That's great. I have a question about your, like in your bio, you said that you were, you blew into 25 specialists in one year. Mm -hmm. Like, can you tell us more about that? Because that is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a long process. Uh, I long story short, it probably started with head injuries in 2014. Um, I almost died of typhoid fever in 2016. 
2017, I had multiple shoulder surgeries. I kept getting sick and my doctor put me on antibiotics 12 times in a year, which just destroys your whole gut microbiome. And then just burning the candle at both ends, not sleeping, chronic stress, eating hospital food. I got so sick and um, the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I just was a lab rat for over a year. And that include things like 17 vials of blood every week, uh, four to five stool specimens a month and just getting nowhere. Um, at one point, the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And they're just like, well, we're just going to put you on antidepressants. We think you're just depressed. But of course I was depressed because I, uh, 70%, 70 to 80% of your hormones are created in your gut. And I was so sick. I, I was having like 12 bouts of diarrhea a day, severe malabsorption, malnutrition. I was becoming cachectic. I lost like 20 pounds in six days. Um, I, uh, could had severe fatigue. I started to lose my hair, pee, peeing blood for over a year, um, brain fog, mood disorders, you name it. And, um, and so I saw 25 specialists in a year and they couldn't really figure out what was wrong. Uh, eventually I ended up getting diagnosed with severe pancreatic insufficiency. And if you look it up, there's no cure for severe pancreatic insufficiency. And I was even seeing the chronic disease specialist at Stanford where it was like a privilege to be a patient and working with that doctor and Thank goodness I decided to not follow his protocol because I don't think I would be where I am today if I just kept following the advice. And so uh, you really have to be your own advocate. Right. Yeah. And part of my message to your viewers is uh, we hand all of our power uh, to the doctor so easily and put them on a pedestal and expect them to know more about us in that 15, 20 minutes that they spend with us, but we are really our own best experts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that sounds absolutely horrendous. Yeah. And and I can't, you know, especially having, you know, with you working in the field, right. You, you know, um, you know, you're probably in a, obviously, and this is something that we'll, we would hope that we get through that what, you know, part of the message that we would hope that we'd get through is the fact that, you know, like you said, you put, we put them on a pedestal. We, you know, we think that they're superhuman. And the reality is you get good doctors and bad doctors and, you know, oh, the same as you a, do with anything else. Right. Yeah. But even a good doctor can make a bad decision. Of course. You know, yeah. And then, you know, you with your, you know, the base knowledge that you had, like that, that sounds even more like, I don't know if that would help me or that would hinder me, you know, like if you're trying to second guess stuff or you know that what they're telling you is not necessarily 100% correct. I, yeah, that's that. That sounds horrendous. And so, so how how did you rectify that? How you know, what were your steps? 
in you know making a, a a choice to go in a different direction and and how how did that work out and what did that look like yeah it was like i was my life for a year was like seeing you know i told you about feeling like a lab rat having four to five doctor's appointments in a day and just feeling so frustrated and losing hope that you know, I just was like, this is not the life I want to live and just looking outside the box. And it was a process of uh, looking outside the box and finding luckily integrative holistic medicine. One of the biggest reliefs I got was from this herbologist that put me on a couple of the right supplements, which helped me be able to function a little bit better and digest some foods a little better. And then I met with a great naturopath that helped me even more. But the biggest breakthrough for me of healing my gut and curing um, an uncurable disease was through long-term fasting. Um, in fact, I blew my GI specialist of 25 years. He was like, in my 25 years of experience, I've never met anyone who cured this disease. Cause if you look it up, it's incurable. Uh, so he, I spent my last session with him teaching him how I got to that. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Wow. Yeah. Did he like, was he inspired to, to like do anything different or like, <laughs> Um, I'm not sure you, you would, it's, it's unfortunate. And there was a time where I was upset with doctors of the Western medical system, but they are, I hate to say indoctrinated in a way they are taught a certain way where there's a pill for an ill and, you know, they, the, the, when, for example, when you take blood tests, there's a standard medical range and that is totally different than a, and that's conventional medicine to a functional lab result. So standard conventional labs will reflect only at the late stage of the disease process. So you can be at the low end of functional and you're not testing positive on their lab results at all. If you were to test on a functional lab with a functional doctor, they would say right away that, oh, you are not functioning at your optimum level. So the, the Western medicine system is comparing your test results to other sick people's test results. Like you have to be sicker than the sick people you're being compared to for you to be able to be even considered so that right. they qualify you for a diagnosis and for a pill for an L. I have not thought about it. That's so simple and so logical, but I've not thought about it like being compared to like the sickest. Of course, yeah. Now, person. Yeah, the way that you just said that makes absolute sense, right? Yeah. And, and you could understand why. I mean, they've got to have someone to compare you to, right? In order, uh, otherwise, right. how would you know if you're if someone's sick or not? You know, right? And by default, you know, they're going to be comparing you to, you know, people that could potentially be far worse off than you. At which point, it doesn't seem like such. I don't want to say sound like such a big deal, but you know, you're not comparing necessarily comparing them to someone that is like, like you said, operating a 
you optimal. know, their optimal, you know, right. wellness. Yeah, because Lee and I um, just went to, um, a, I don't know actually what her title is. This is awful. I'm doing this right now and I don't know, but she's like a PAC. So I think that she does like natural. So she works at like in a natural, like a chiropractic wellness center. And so she is the person that, you know, like I went in for my hormones to get those tested. And so she did my, all my blood results, like way more in depth than I've ever had done. Yeah. It's kind of a journey that we've started to embark on ourselves. Right. You know, um, and I think the good thing is, is that all of this is starting to become, you know, more talked about, um, more readily available, you know, uh, not witch doctor, you know, right. like, um, I think it's becoming more acceptable. And, and obviously the more success stories that you hear, the more at the forefront of people's minds it's going to be, right, as being an alternative, a better option, um, especially if you're not sick, right, and you have the time to be able to look into this stuff and prevent yourself from getting to that stage, right? Um, and, and, and most of us, let's face it, we don't consider that sort of thing until we are sick, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's it's a journey that we're starting on, so it's it's really good to be having this chat. But it ma it makes it like the way that she explained it to me was, you know, you've got this normal range. So if you went and saw a, a traditional doctor, I might be in this normal range for whatever it is that they're testing me for. Mm -hmm. But again, that's a wide variety of people, and it wouldn't be what the range of the optimal range is significantly smaller than. Than that big range, right? Right. Of right. the normal, you know. So I might be at the low end of normal, but that's by that's far away from being optimal. Right. Yeah, and you like could know like, oh, there's something wrong. I'm not feeling well, and you you go see a doctor, and they only run a certain amount of tests. They're not even testing everything that they can possibly test, and they might say, oh, you your uh your lab tests are normal so everything's fine and um i meet people like this every day in the iv clinic that are just frustrated with not getting the attention and care that they deserve and another thing i wanted to say about labs is your blood tests can tell you what you are, what's in your blood, but it's not necessarily telling what's in a cellular level. Like for example, you can have a blood test that says your vitamin B12 is super high and off the roof, off the charts, but you can still be anemic and really deficient in vitamin B12 um, because it's not actually getting into the cellular level. So a lot of people are just get being just get frustrated because they're told that everything's fine because nothing's showing up in the lab, but they know deep down inside that something's wrong. And the Western medical system for chronic diseases is so broken. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like, you know, we, we, it's so ingrained in all, in all, in society, like, oh, I have a headache. I want to take Tylenol. I'm going to go grab some Tylenol or for example, uh, we, I, I like to use the analogy of our symptoms are really our body giving us a message that something is wrong. And I like to use the analogy of 
your body being like a car engine. So when your car starts to make noises, that's saying that there's something wrong, right? You don't want to just put a Band-Aid on those symptoms and put a Band-Aid on that check engine light because like, for example, your your gas light goes off and you just put some vegetable oil and it might get you to the next destination, but eventually your engine is going to break down. So we, we continue to like, just live these lives of eating whatever we want to eat. And it's what's really disturbing to me is there's over 80,000 toxins that are banned in other countries that they, the government, the FDA, they knowingly are putting in our food and our self-care and cleaning products. And those things can cause cancer, brain disorder, inflammation, autoimmune conditions, you name it. And for example, M&Ms, uh, they make it in other countries without the chemicals that are banned in those countries. But why are they making it in the U.S. with those chemicals that are banned in other countries? It's so funny that you just use that, like the car analogy, right? You're talking my language. I work <laughs> in the automotive industry. And mm -hmm. I was going to ask you a question about that. And, and and part of it was, you know, like this this typical path that you take when you go and see a traditional doctor. Um, is a lot of that path determined by the insurance companies and you know you have to meet certain criteria right in order to be able to move on to the next step like you know you, you have to go and have a general consultation before you can go and see a specialist um obviously it comes down to money and i you know i was going to use you know like a similar example you know i've worked for you know for dealerships where you know, we have warranty issues, right? And 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 I've been in positions myself and I know that it happens every day, right? Where when you're working for one particular manufacturer, whether it be Ford or Chevrolet or whoever, right? Like when you see Chevy trucks day in, day out, day in, day out, you become very familiar with issues that arise, right? And then you'll have someone walk through the door and say, hey, you know, I'm having X issue and, and, and we're forced to go down a path where even, you know, from our experience with that vehicle, with that issue, we know that there's been enough instances of it to, for it to be a pattern. But because we cannot duplicate it on that particular vehicle, we're not allowed to proactively treat that condition on that vehicle without it being witnessed and documented and stuff like that right but we, even though the manufacturers know that there's a concern we can't fix it for want of spending additional money or starting a process that that would cost them more money so i'm i'm, I'm kind of relating that to traditional medicine right like you got to go through this process and if you don't fall into this little category, then you don't get to progress any further. Does that, does that kind of make sense? Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's where my heart breaks for a lot of people I meet on a regular basis of, they don't get 
to, you know, they find a doctor that says, oh, everything's fine. And they know not, everything's not fine. And then they lose hope. And then they just say, oh, I guess I have to live with this new condition that I have. And my message to your viewers is, no, you don't have to settle for this new normal. Like, I... I highly recommend going and seeking a, a second, get a second opinion, go to an acupuncturist or a functional or integrative holistic doctor, somebody that will spend more than 15, 20 minutes and will look under that hood and pull apart that engine and see what's really wrong. And I can only imagine that, That's great. you know, situations like yours, it snowballs, right? Like everything just gets worse and worse because it affects other stuff like you said like are oh, you depressed well no shit I'm depressed right of <laughs> course I'm depressed like you know I'm eight months into this and I've made nothing you, you know no progress you know and you become more lethargic you know more sick more ill you know Feeling hopeless yeah I, yeah it's you know and 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 people like I said, you know, they don't realize that there are other options, right? And hopefully, as this becomes more accepted, it gets more talked about, that sort of thing, that, you know, it, it will become, I don't know, do you, it will become more mainstream, it will become more accessible, um, people will be more aware. Yeah, I think it's going to take, for me, I what I see is that I think, like, big pharma and all that are so out there like all your commercials and every you're constantly hearing about oh if you have this problem with colitis and you just take this to ask your doctor about it the next time you see them and it's like so they they're like advertising that we've got a cure for what you might have it's like what yeah and i wonder i wonder like the way that all the those commercials start is telling you the side effects right like like is that not, maybe not a sign <laughs> you know what i mean like well well i had that but now i'm more worried about the the seven things that you've told me that i could possibly get as a result of trying to cure that right like yeah it's and, and you are literally bombarded with that stuff on the tv on everything all the time you know yeah it seems almost unfair that you don't ever get to see another option, right? Because you, you're getting one path put in front of you all the time. Time yeah, after time. And like, I, it almost seems like for a long time that it was like kooky, like, because I've always been more of like, I'm going to go the alternative route. And, you know, some people just would think like, oh, well, you can do that because of you or right. what I like, I was kind of like, felt like, people thought I was like kind of kooky for it but it's like you know kind of like the engine thing where right. I was like eh, no there's something wrong yeah and I mean you know I, I'll be honest like I've been extremely skeptical like <laughs> at times right I'm like I can't play the guitar I don't know the words to come by are right like why am I going to go and see you, you know why am I going to go and see a hippie doctor right but you know I think especially like just talking to people like you, the, the people that we've talked to as a result of this podcast already, like as have blown me away, like, and, and it's really opened my mind to, to thinking about stuff in other ways. Now, you know, it's, it's 
it's phenomenal. And, and, and again, going back to what I've already said, like the more it gets out there, the more that you share the message, you know, especially if you have success doing something different and then you tell other people about it, you know, it will become more accessible yeah. and people will be more trusting. People will be more willing to go and try a different avenue. Right. No, so I have a, I have a question. Okay. I have a question for you. So like, how are you doing now? Like, everything's taken care of and great and you're just going on in leaps and bounds yeah you know it's it's a lifelong process to stay balanced and you know be make sure you're you're so yeah people can fall back and forth between health and not health but it's, it's so easy to just be like oh I feel good I'm just gonna go eat whatever I want or <laughs> I'm gonna you know it's the holidays I'm gonna not exercise and just indulge in sweets or whatever like that so yeah I I'm doing really good my my gut's pretty good now and um I try to walk the talk in terms of being a health coach and make time for myself which is something I didn't do back then when I got really sick yeah and that, that's difficult in itself in in today's world I think right like re realizing the value in taking care of yourself we were when we were speaking to Cindy mm -hmm. uh, you know the, the last episode the one before that one before that mm -hmm. you know and she she made mention of the fact that and it, and it kind of blew me away that she used the analogy of putting the oxygen mask on before you put it on your children, right? If you're on a, you know, when they're going through the pre-flight checks, whatever, on an aircraft. And I never, ever really thought about it that way. And I think that, you know, that's, again, that's something that we all, you know, in today's day and age, and I think like the last couple of years with what's gone on in this world and people kind of reevaluating their priorities and, and reevaluating their life that, a lot of people have come to that, you know, that realization that, you know, we've, we've been, you know, just bouldering downhill, you know, working longer hours and trying to achieve more and this, that, and the other. And it's really taken us away from the fact that we need to look after ourselves and that if we don't, it can be the root cause of all thoughts or all, all manner of, issues illnesses you know whether they be physical mental whatever so yeah like putting time aside to take care of yourself like you said you've been doing I think is a great message for everyone uh, and, and how that works out for people obviously that's an individual thing right you've got to work out but like for me or for us we, you know we're looking at you know how do we set up for retirement obviously that's looming it's getting closer and closer how do we spend more quality time instead of just going to work, you know, 11 hours a day and, and not looking after ourselves and wondering why, A, we're unhappy, that leads into being unhealthy and so on and so forth. Like I said, it just, it just snowballs, so... Yeah, and I'll, I'll be 100% on, honest, like, I'm human, just... Um a month or two months ago, I wasn't doing well. I was in school. I was so busy grinding with school and my business and seeing clients and my, um, my pets being sick. And I, you know, I was just grinding so hard that I forgot to 
give back to myself. And so, yeah, I became out of balance and it's, it's so easy to just get so caught up in like, oh, I need to be doing stuff. I need to be grinding. I need to be working. I, I'm, I feel guilty if I'm sitting or doing self-care or taking care of myself. And it's so easy to fall off and continue to try to pour from an empty cup. And then eventually your body will present its bill <laughs> to you. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. That yeah. Is a great yeah. Um, but yeah, I did want you. So Carol, you were asking me about the sick care versus healthcare system. So I, I learned a lot in this last year of how much big pharma and big food work together and they, uh, they know what things, uh, like big food purposely puts things in our food that, knows that are addictive to us. And there's all these scams that is really infuriating, like all natural, for example, the whole new lawsuit with Simply Orange Juice um, now just happened eight days ago where they found high toxic levels of PFAS, which uh, is known to cause like cancer and liver disease and uh, decreased fertility and thyroid disease. And, you know, I, I drank Simply Orange Juice for my whole life. I thought I was making a better choice thinking mm. like, oh, I'm going to choose the orange juice that's quote, quote, all natural and it's not from concentrate. And so there's all these scams like that. It's really infuriating when I learned about it. Like, for example, uh, a box can say made with organic ingredients and it can have organic ingredients, but then have all these toxic ingredients with it. So we really have to work so hard to be advocate for ourselves. And that's one of the things I also do as a health coach is I help help with the basics of re reading a food label. And I even provide grocery store tours for my local clients. But yeah, like big food and big pharma work together in keeping us sick. Like they made trillions of dollars in the last couple of years and are like people are sicker than ever. And and I hope that people can finally wake up and realize like, hey, this system isn't working for us anymore because they don't make money off of healthy people. That's right. right. No, yeah. Absolutely. When yeah. I was um, like for a living, when I was personal training and, you know, doing nutrition and stuff, I would always tell my clients, um, you know, that were my age or older that, you know, eat like your grandparents and your great grandparents ate. And now it would be like great grandparents, great, great grandparents, depending on how old somebody is, because they didn't have box foods that <laughs> nothing came in a box like it was very rare and it was like you ate whatever was in season and you know and you ate the, the perimeter of the grocery store mostly yeah. you know so yeah that's so imp I, I, I think so uh, an advocate for ingredients and I think you know at that time people were more willing to put in the work to do that right or it just seemed normal right like the preparation of food and stuff well, like that you have another option no that's absolutely yeah. that's what i mean yeah there wasn't the other option so you know you weren't it, it wasn't quick and easy 
Right. Right. But it was normal. Right. You know, the, the food preparation, cooking at home. I mean, I, I we cook at home a lot, don't we? Yeah, but what I would think too, like if you think about like you were talking about with the organic, made with organic ingredients, but then still had toxins. So I would try to like put the picture in my client's heads and say like, hey, if you're going to make, you know, you know, yourself some meal, you're not going to pour in the, this chemical and this chemical at, at, in your house and like drinking water. Like you're not going to rinse a, le- a head of lettuce with like orange juice or soda. You're going to rinse it with clear, clean water, you know? So yeah, so that's ingredients are important. And you would say like the less ingredients, right? If yeah. you look at something, if you're reading a, a, a label, you know, the less ingredients, the better, right. you know, as, as a, as a rule of thumb. Right. And I like that you, that that is what you do, you know, like you really help your clients with that too. That's great. Yeah. I think that'd be a great service. Right. And probably someone that most people don't think about. Yeah. And it's interesting. I, I've done some free coaching in the community and to hear what some people's definition of healthy is, um, for example, somebody told me like, Oh, I, I use hamburger helper and I just add vegetables to it. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Sounds, deli- <laughs> sounds delicious. Uh, I'm you, Chef Boyardee, Ravioli, <laughs> you say your daily serving of vegetables. Oh my gosh. When we yeah. were first dating, he sent me a picture of himself in the store with a can of Chef Boyardee and like, is this a good choice? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I you see that stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But just going you to your comment, to Carol, like um our our soils are depleted. So the food that our grandparents and great grandparents ate, like those foods weren't as toxic as they are today. So we really have to work harder to find healthier food choices. Yeah, absolutely. You've been looking into that. Oh, I, got, oh, yeah. my, I got a new modern day hero. Um, his name is Will Harris, and he owns a farm in Georgia called White Oak Pastures. Have you ever heard of that? He's It's a regenerative farm. Nice. And so, um, yeah, so you'll have to look him up online. And he's on Instagram, or his farm is White Oak Pastures. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, he is amazing. Yeah, I don't want to get all into that. I could go on forever about that. <laughs> so you're you're out of you know kind of traditional healthcare completely now, right? Well, I, I spent most of my nursing career as a critical care cardiac nurse. And yeah, we might have told them like, oh, you should exercise and you should eliminate salt. But I learned later it's not the salt that's the issue. It's all the sugar and all the processed food that's causing widespread inflammation. And they're not getting the support and accountability that they need. So you see them back in the hospital months later down the line, and it's just a never ending sick care system where in my where I am today in terms of working at the IV clinic and my business, like with my health coaching, I've been fortunate enough to be able to foster complete transformations and where my clients eradicate all of their symptoms and 
they're empowered and this is going to be more sustainable because we're tapping into their subconscious where they say 90% of people uh, go, like their habits come from their subconscious. And so this is like long lasting results and being able to see those transformations is more rewarding than anything I ever did as a nurse. Wow. So it's great. Yeah. So I have a question. I have a question, Cordelia. Like, obviously, you worked amongst other professionals in the healthcare industry, right? Like, you, you how you've transitioned your your train of thought, etc. Is that is that someone that's even talked about in that? Are other nurses being like, you know, m- maybe we shouldn't be doing this? Are doc- or or are they just so so blindfolded, so blinkered that that that, that they because I can't even imagine doing it without thinking that you're doing good, right? Like, how do, how do you even treat people daily in, you know, in the ER or, or, or wherever you're at without believing that you're doing the right thing? Yeah, and again, I, I do believe in Western medicine for emergencies and the ER and things like that. Um, and, and I'm not talking about like a broken leg. I'm talking about like just a general like atmosphere or general thought that you you know especially when you get into like those specialized areas where it is like you said a chronic disease like I said I'm you know I'm not talking about someone you know getting a cut on their knee stitched up right we're talking about you know bigger things than that yeah um there's definitely a shift I I read just recently in 2021 alone a hundred thousand nurses have left their careers. I mean, these are hard earning. I worked so hard for my nursing career and um, it's, it's, it's um, amazing the shift that's going on. Um, And unfortunately it's kind of scary what healthcare is going towards. Like they're complete uh, staff shortages right now. People are waiting and unfortunately dying in the ambulance bays. I have a lot of friends that are paramedics and there's just uh, a lot of people who walked away from the hospitals just in the last two years. Right. Yeah. So you learn firsthand, literally, you know. And yeah, I just, I just don't believe in Western medicine like I used to. Like, sure, there's a place for it, but for chronic diseases, I I think of it as more disease management and system base and and symptom base um, instead of actually treat getting to the root cause and, and curing right exactly curing <laughs> yeah 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 it's 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 a scary prospect and it? it's a scary thought I think you know with the more information that we all find out you know. You know, as the information gets out there, we're, you know, we're all going to be in a better place to make better decisions in general, you know, and obviously being healthy affords you the, you know, I don't say the luxury, but it affords you the ability to be able to make better decisions in every other aspect of your life too, right? Like you said, it's all interconnected, you know, your relationships, your home life, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like it's all, it will all compound. And obviously if, if, if you're, if you're in a good place in, in one aspect, then it would 
stand a reason that it, it would enable you to be in a better place in other aspects too. Yeah, so yeah. I have a question about how you, um, like how you like help people with your health coaching. Like, do you, like, I mean, you've said that you look at all aspects of their life. What, can you give like an example of that? Yeah, so um, I have clients in all different types of illnesses or symptoms or no symptoms, but yeah, I, I meet people where they're at. I treat people like what we call a bio-individual because for example, my food can be your poison. So I look at what their, what their wellness vision is, where they might feel stuck. And then I'm currently, I'm currently in the process of becoming nationally board certified as a health and wellness coach. And the tools I learned in my program just last year was so invaluable. Like I am, I learned how to guide people through a journey of self-discovery so that they can understand their habits and help, help them work through their limiting beliefs. Um, oftentimes we create these stories at some point in our life. And those are the things that we create limiting beliefs around and they keep us stuck and they keep us from actually achieving what we really want. Um, for example, like say you were teased as a kid and you, and you have this body image of like, and I'm not good enough as a kid. So as a protective mechanism, you created a story around yourself to try to not put yourself out there and when you get older, that's, that's been your belief system and that can keep you stuck from some of the things you really want to achieve and do in your life. So I like, for example, somebody might come to me with, oh, I want to lose weight, but weight loss isn't actually the root cause, right? <laughs> weight, you know, weight gain is a symptom of maybe like, uh, bad, uh, body image or, you know, emotional eating or, or things like that. And maybe they ne might need help more with talking through some of their childhood traumas and things like that. When we spoke to Ashley, Ashley Gavin, like she mentioned, like, you know, subconsciously, because you were a kid and you were told to eat everything on your plate, you know, <laughs> that you don't realize how that plays into your mindset as you go through life right like it seems wasteful to to not eat everything that's put in front of you mm -hmm. you know and so I, I, that's a perfect example of like you said like something that happened you know as a child you know that seemed completely harmless and made the most sense and how it shapes your beliefs mm -hmm. throughout the rest of your life until someone points it out to you right and that, that's the whole point of having a coach such as yourself i would imagine is to have a different perspective, someone that's um, someone that's invested, but not invested at the same extent as you as yourself, right? Yeah. Correct. Right. And give like an outside perspective. Like, yeah. Because like, you know, like you and like me and you, Lee, like I can tell you things, you could tell me things. And then, but I've still I've had my own belief around you already. 
So I'm not going to see anything new with right. you, like a coach. Like if she was coaching you, right, she'd see things new and or about me, myself, or you. you and know? I would hope that it, with you know, with all of these coaching, you know, most of the people that we've spoke to have been in a sim in 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 a similar genre, right? Like we're talking about health and wellness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I would hope that when someone approaches some someone like Cordelia, right, like. You, surely you've got to go into that relationship, into that, you know, being open to 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 that being given that information, to being corrected or being helped, however it is, right? Like otherwise, what's the point in even entering into, you know, a a, a relationship such as this, right? Now, I think unfortunately, a lot of the time it takes something pretty dire, or you know, people being pretty at the end of their tether, you know, whatever, fed up to contemplate getting into this type of situation where you've got someone from the outside helping you. Most of us just figure out that, you know, this is how it is. And, you know, I've got to try and help myself, you know, without the thought of opening up to someone and, and, and being willing to accept, you know, that their perspective for your, for your better good. Right, right. I know, yeah. I just rattle on. And <laughs> half the time, I don't know that it makes any sense. It makes sense in my head. You know, <laughs> no, that, that it's, it's so true. And, and some of the work I do is shining a mirror back at my clients. Um, a lot of us, like life is really hard and a lot of us numb through life, whether that be um, alcohol, drugs, being a workaholic, you know, numbing out on your phone or whatever to, because we don't want to feel those quote, quote, bad emotions. And then we end up like emotionally eating or not doing what we, a lot of us will know what we should be doing or know that we should stop what we're doing, but we don't because we rather sit in that familiar discomfort than go through that pain of, like you have to feel it to heal it. And um, mm. a lot of the work that I do is reflecting back to my clients what they they just said. Sometimes they say things out loud and they don't really understand what they're thinking until I reflect it back to them. Or how it sounds, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't sound like this in my head. <laughs> you know? yeah, I, um, Cindy, which is the one how I met you, I hired her as my coach. And mm. the things that she says back to me that I just told her, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I said that? <laughs> yeah, you probably only said it 30 seconds before, right? And that's why she's repeated it back. To yeah. You. <laughs> it's so funny how like how your perception of what you've said or how you think is can be completely you know completely reversed by someone on the outside saying it back to you yeah it's like the self-negative talk like I'm really you know she's helping me with that and I consider myself a really positive Absolutely. person right and I I think the familiar discomfort is is, uh, is a great is a great way of putting it for sure yeah because we all know we all know change is uncomfortable right doing anything difficult is uncomfortable i don't know that we all realize that 
we're doing that we're doing you know what we consider to be normal can be that familiar discomfort yeah <laughs> that's another one for me to put in the old brain box yeah for sure <laughs> along 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 with the help your kids help help yourself before you help your kids don't worry about them pissing kids i'm gonna get that oxygen mask on myself first <laughs> yeah they, they say we yeah, they say we rather choose familiar discomfort than that unfamiliar comfort because, it, I mean, our egos get in the way because that's what's familiar and we don't grow in our comfort zones, right? Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> so, brilliant. Yeah. So it's like choosing that short-term discomfort of trying something new, of maybe trying a new habit and it's going to be uncomfortable in the first few weeks that you try it because it's new to your body and your system, but you give it some time and you might feel amazing after that. And it, it's, it, it takes a while and that's why it's good to have an accountability coach or some kind of support in your life to try out those new habits so that you can uh, reprogram <laughs> yourself in a way. Yeah. yeah, that that discomfort becomes comfort because mm-hmm. because it's normal and it's what you're used to. Again, it's like it's like we were talking about like the the levels or the ranges, right? Like yeah. you're you're in that range of what what you consider to be comfort or comfortable or normal or just easy, as opposed to and not realizing that it's discomfort. And you're not willing to put your, put yourself out there and, and get a little bit more uncomfortable for an end goal that will be considerably more comfortable. Right. Yes. How many times can I say comfortable in one sentence? <laughs> There's a quote I really like. Um, Don't focus on what you have to give up. Focus on what you have to gain. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm writing that down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so part of my work too, is just like, if in my one-on-one sessions, I'm not even doing most of the talking I'm, I'm listening, I'm holding a safe space and there's a lot of healing for people just to be able to be heard. Number one, Um, number two, reflecting back to them what they're saying, but There's a lot of power in also, I ask a lot of what we call high mileage questions that um, evoke a lot of deep thought for my clients. And uh, what's really amazing is when they get to those aha moments, what we call generative moments, and they get to a whole nother level of self-realization of why they do what they've been doing (laughs) that might not no longer be serving them anymore yeah I think I think it's so great like I think that the whole health coaching like aspect of it is so good because I like I know it was like Cindy I'm doing health slash health slash business but coaching but it is really true what you said about being heard like I uh, Lee like Lee's my greatest supporter he listens to me all the time but 
to be heard and then also be coached and know that I'm hired this person to like take my my ideas of what I what I think I want and to help me hone in on that and then to like listen to me like really listen like some of the stuff she comes back with I'm like wow (laughs) so I I think that's you're right like people do want to be heard and the fact that you can do that is priceless really yeah and sometimes people just they need that inspiration and they need that sense of hope and they need that accountability, somebody to hold them accountable. <laughs> yeah. And I think obviously your own personal journey, yeah. like just kind of legitimizes everything, you know, um, not only from your perspective, right. And in, in order to be able to share your journey with those people that, are, you know, be going through something or, or, or looking to better themselves, you know, maybe not even in, in the, um, not to the extent that you had to, right? So I think right. you've been able to share your journey and anyone that's listened to it, and obviously probably in greater depth than we shared here, right? But the fact that, you know, it's like, it'll be like trying to teach someone to play golf, right? I'm not going to teach someone to play golf because I don't know how to play golf, right? Right. So like, if, you, if you're going to learn to play golf, you want to learn to play golf by someone that's played golf at a high level. Right. So the same with you, you, your ability to be able to share your journey, share where you started and where you finish or where you're at now currently. And and it's a continuation. Right. It's you said yourself, like even a few months ago, you kind of fell back and you, you know, you, you realize that you weren't practicing what you're preaching. You know, I think that having gone through what you've gone through, seen the results that you've gained for yourself your ability to be able to share that with other people will, has, will really legitimize it right. for, for those people. Yeah, Thank okay. you. Yeah. And, and my, just my journey of being so sick when I saw 25 specialists in a year and, you know, I was pretty much bedridden that, that I, I, I didn't get to do anything. And so just that experience in itself um, is why I'm so passionate about what I do, like just to educate people out there, like, like there is another way you don't have to settle for this, this life that you have right now, you can optimize your life. And I, my mission is truly to empower people with tools to take their health back into their own hands. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, for example, you know, and there's a quote I talked to Carol about on the phone. Like, if your doctor just prescribes you medicine and they don't ask you what your stress levels are, if you exercise, if you're sleeping, what you're eating, then they're not your doctor. They're a drug dealer. And (laughs) oh yeah, I remember that now. (laughs) (laughs) And part of my message, you know, like I know so many people who they get a headache and they just reach for that Tylenol instead of, and, and it's fine if it's acute and it's in that moment, but if it becomes chronic, like to ask themselves, like, am I dehydrated? Have I been sleeping? Um, Am I really stressed right now? Do I possibly have some toxins that I can eliminate? And just things like that, that are more natural that we can start with instead of going straight for 
that pill for an ill that can later cause side effects. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's great. Like I said, I, I learn so much from these from these conversations. It's unreal because yeah. I am so, like I said, I am so not that person. <laughs> well, we weren't taught a different way. Like for a lifetime, I just gave my power all to the doctors and just took whatever medicine that they gave me for sure without questioning is this da doing more damage to my engine in the long run, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then uh, unfortunately it gets to people when they get really, really sick, when like me that start to say, oh, is there another way? Yeah. You, you've got to that point where you, you know, you know, it's, you almost have no choice, but to look for other options. Right. Right. That desperation phase. And I really would love to just get that message out there that you don't have to wait. Don't wait for your engine to completely break down. There's so much you can do now. Even if you uh, go to the gym and you feel like you're pretty healthy, there's ways to optimize your life and become your best self. So, yeah, I mean, like, so, so with your health coaching, is it, it, is it all done in person? Can, do you have the ability to do it remotely? Obviously, you're you're in Santa Cruz, right? Yeah. So, um, interesting enough, my first client was lives all the way in New Zealand. So, I wow. do I do work remotely, and for my clients that live locally, I meet in person. I love that connection, and um, you know, I'll even provide. Uh, advocacy services. So like if people want me to come with them to their doctor's appointment or help them interpret what the doctor said or their labs or ask, a you know, help coach them on what questions to ask for their follow-up questions, things like that. I just really want to empower people in any ways I can. I'll, I'll do like one-on-one -on -one health coaching consultations. I, I have two heal your gut, heal your body group programs. Uh, one of them is through fasting, like I did, and also another one's through the elimination diet, which I've also healed my gut in that way. Um, I'll do, like I said, grocery store and farmer's market tours, even personal cooking classes, uh, the advocacy and support services, and the interpretations of labs and medical appointments, like pretty much any anything that I can help my clients and I want to. Yeah, how great is it to offer all those, you know, yeah. those things that like, you wouldn't think of that. Yeah, right? like, like being, having the nurse side of it, I think is a really nice aspect, especially for your clients that, you know, maybe have been type 2 diabetic for 10, 15, 20 years, and they've been on metformin, maybe they're on the cusp of needing insulin or whatever, and then you can kind of like, swoop in and save them you know <laughs> that's the goal and yeah and I'm not I'm not like shaming all doctors there's some really great amazing functional integrative medicine doctors so I even oh. can work symbiotically with people's doctors and help them achieve those goals because we have the same goals of getting the clients feeling better and you know I can provide that extra accountability in those extra check-ins, the things that the doctors don't necessarily have time for, like 
spending an hour with them and talking about all of the other things of their life outside of medicine. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, really good. So what is like, so what's your favorite way to be contacted? Like, like some people like it through their website or through Instagram or Facebook or what have you. Do, do you have a certain one you like the best or you want to like them all or? Yeah, um, I would say either my website, which is uh, www.corecoaching.net. And that's core with a C-O-R. It's a play of my name without the E. Um, and then uh, Instagram would be the second avenue, I would say. Okay, nice. And then I'll put that, of course, on the, on you know, on the, all the show notes for everybody to have the links as well. Because I see that, Actually, now that I'm looking at this here, I see you have more options. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so I'll LinkedIn, put all that Facebook, everything. Perfect. So that'll all go on there anyway. So we'll put that on there. Thank you. I know you've got other, uh, you know, that you're the health coach, but I just think like you just told me about the being an advocate for somebody going to the doctor with, and I think that is like, that's almost priceless because <laughs> like just even helping my dad and having to be his advocate, I think, gosh, if I wasn't his advocate, I don't know, he'd still be here, you know, it's just scary. So. Right, right, yeah. So, and I'm, and I'm yeah. not, you know, I don't have like the nursing side of it where you really understand the medical side as well as the health side. That's great. Yeah, being able to interpret labs and stuff like that, I would imagine would be, would be a huge help. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And we just really have to be our own advocates in terms of finding, you know, healthier food options and things like that, or questioning. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go off a tangent, a quick side story. When um, I almost died of typhoid fever, I was in the jungle on a surf trip in Indonesia and uh, the doctor was going to put me on penicillin, which I'm super allergic to. And I probably wouldn't be sitting here today if I would have just listened to him. And in Indonesia, that was where I was born, by the way. Um, they put their doctors on a pedestal. And thank goodness I had the medical knowledge and the guts to like question. And when I questioned the doctor, like, they were speechless and shocked because they put their doctors on a pedestal and they're like, you never question what the doctors say. And it's just like a prime example of why we continually need to be our own advocate. And we know what's best for us. We're, we're more of an expert on our bodies than uh, a doctor that just spends 10, 15 minutes with you. <laughs> right. So here's a question I ask everybody. Um, what brings you the most joy? Wow, that's a really good question. Uh, a lot of different things bring me joy, um, whether it be like surfing in a tropical place or dancing to live music. But I would say what brings me the most joy is just connecting with people, having that connection on a deep level and really getting to know them and to another extent, like just being able to foster those transformations and let my clients get to that aha 
generative moment, those breakthrough moments, uh, that really brings me the biggest joy, I'd say. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I love that you're like so active and stuff I, with your um, bio saying that like you surf and dance. And I love that. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to do the things that fill your cup, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, joy, joy is it. There's a slice of joy in that primary food in that circle of life. So, ah, yeah, I love the the word joy is just. I love that word. I love being joyful. So, why not find out what else? what, you know, who else can be joyful and what brings that to them, you know? Right. Yeah. And and it can change in your life. So it's, it's good to just check in with yourself, right? Some things that maybe brought you joy might no longer be serving you anymore. So it's good to just check in with yourself and say, is this, is this choice, this behavior, or is this activity still bringing me joy? Is it still serving me? Right. Is it getting me to the person I want to become? <laughs> right. Well, we want to thank you so much for this. It's been really great and eye-opening, uh, really eye-opening in a lot of ways. So that's great. Aww. Thank you so much for this incredible opportunity. I, I really. So that's what we were curious about this time. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, please reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. And we're under I'm Just Curious Podcast. All right. Thank you.